Everyone, welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. Coming off a big episode with Seth Davis, the boys are back today. I'm here with Ryan Balo, Jack Frohn, Brandon Freeman. Currently watching some Monday Night Football, but we got a lot to talk about. How are we doing tonight, boys? Doing well. Busy weekend in college football and the NFL. Lots to go over. Lots to go over. College basketball starting tonight. But let's start with football. Um, briefly, I just want to talk about this. The Colts fired Frank Reich and hired Jeff Saturday. What the hell? What do we think about this? This seems uh, like it's like straight from Ted Lasso. I mean, I this I don't see this going mediocre. It's going either really good or really bad somehow. He's no coaching experience. I, I'm I'm just at a loss for words. I'm interested to see how it's going to go though. This might be one of the most remarkable displays of a tank job ever. Let's just hire a former center who has no NFL or college coaching experience and just throw him in midseason without any preparation to run a football team. They are hungry for a top five pick and they'll probably get it. He doesn't even have college football coaching experience, right? I think it's just high school. Yeah, probably fantasy football. (laughs) Bold prediction, though. Jeff Saturday gets rehired next year and brings on Aaron Rodgers, makes a trade for Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers go into full tank mode. You think they're taking on that salary cap? Not to switch topics, but. Yeah, why not? Where are you paying? Who are they paying on that roster? What makes you think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Colts? Jeff Saturday, that connection, the Packer connection. Jeff Saturday, if you, watch, if you watch him talk about Aaron Rodgers, he loves to boost that guy. And the Colts have literally been historic for just taking a new quarterback every single year, and they have a solid team around them. Aaron Rodgers might be the answer. Obviously, that's very bold, but I think Green Bay needs to move on from Rodgers. We'll, we'll save that conversation when Matt Slotnicky's in the podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so for our next segment, this was um, Ryan Bale came up with this one. Give him some props here. It's a would you rather, but it's a Justin Fields edition. We've seen how great he's been performing. We're finally seeing what he can do. Um, so we came up with some quarterbacks that are pretty comparable to him, and we're going to pick one over the other. So the first one is Justin Fields or Daniel Jones. Jack, how about you go first? Fields, I think Daniel Jones is absolute garbage. I agree, Fields. I'm tempted to lean Daniel Jones just because if you look at the records and Fields has been playing unbelievable these past, I think it's like three weeks or so, but they haven't won games. They beat the Patriots, but they're still losing. Like he's playing good, but they're losing. I mean, Daniel Jones and the Giants are somehow one of the top teams in the league. It's definitely recency bias, but even what Justin Fields did on Sunday, I've never seen Daniel Jones even do half as good as that. Um and I do not think the Giants' record is a reflection of Daniel Jones' play. They've had a lot of, like, ugly, like, gritty wins where Daniel Jones has 160 passing yards. I mean, this is not this is not comparing two good quarterbacks. They're both young, unproven guys. Um, but if I had to choose right now, I'd take Fields. He's got more upside. I agree. He's been the QB1 in fantasy for the past four weeks. Um, he's – Looking sick. He's looking like a dual threat quarterback. Um, it's very similar to the Jets with Zach Wilson. The Jets aren't winning because of Zach Wilson. They're winning because of their defense coaching. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of recency bias. 
I get that, but I still would take Fields. All right, the next is Fields or Zach Wilson. Fields, easy. No, it's not a question. Fields. Fields, easy. Yeah, let's just go to the next one. Jimmy G or Fields. All right, if I'm if I'm on if I'm a contender right now, like if the 49ers could have Fields for a one year rental, I would say keep Jimmy G. But if I'm talking about a quarterback for the next three or four years and my team isn't great, I would take Fields. Yeah, I was just gonna say that if you're starting a franchise fields, but just for this year, I'd say Jimmy G has a better chance to get something done in the end. Yeah, same with those two. Agreed. Um, next is Geno Smith or Justin Fields. Geno. I'm, I'm gonna go with Geno. I agree. Geno's elite. He's a top five quarterback in this league. I still think Fields here. I think Fields um, has a ton of rushing ability. Obviously, his rushing ability, I think, is better than Geno's. And I think Geno's got better weapons. I mean, the Bears have no one to throw the ball to. That Seahawks O-line is, like, really bad, though. I mean, that's it's got to be bottom seven in the league. So, like, I give Geno props, but um, I think I'm with you on that with Fields. Geno could easily be a pro bar this year is the craziest part of it. Yeah. His yeah, for sure. It's just crazy. He's like the highest completion percentage in the league, I'm pretty sure. He's looking like a stud. My fantasy quarterback, shout out, Gino. All right, next is Matt Stafford or Fields? Stafford's been awful this year, but I would still take Stafford for sure. I honestly think this is closer than people think. Um, I'm going to go Fields here again. I think Fields. Oh, Lord. I don't think that's like that bad of a take. I think stat like the Rams have been awful. Their O line's awful also, but he's Cooper Cup there and Allen Robinson. Like Fields is making do with Darnell Mooney and Cole Clement. I'm the only thing I will say is Stafford. He, I mean, he's nine months removed from a Super Bowl win. I don't think Fields will ever sniff a Super. Bowl. If you put, I think if you put if you put Fields on that Rams roster, like they're, I don't think they're. What are they now? Three and five. I uh, just uh, I think they're way not way better, but I think they're two wins better, one win better at least. I think Stafford's better. I think the recency bias is kicking in, and I hate saying that word because it's so common. But I I just think Stafford Stafford literally won the Super Bowl last year. I don't think Justin Fields is better. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Yeah, but whatever. Um, next is. Mac Jones or Justin Fields? I think this is Fields, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. Mac Jones should be a backup quarterback, if that. He's he's just not good. He's really not good. I think this is still like a toss-up. Fields has been if, – if you asked this question a month ago, I think everyone would say Mac Jones. Fields plays two or three games, and he's the next GOAT, allegedly. But – I think Mac Jones has been god awful this year. Um, I'd probably still take Fields, but I'm still not a believer in Justin Fields. Yeah, I I, I think Fields. Yeah. All right, so the last one is Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. This is a tough question, I feel like, but what do we think? Trevor Lawrence. I gotta go with Trevor Lawrence also. I feel like Urban kind of ruined him a little, but he's looked he's 
looked pretty good this year. He's definitely had flashes. My knock on Trevor Lawrence has just been the decision making. I think that's always been his knock. Um, I'm still going to go fields here until I see otherwise with Trevor. I kind of agree. Um, yeah, I agree with Balaam. All right. That was fun. So for the next segment, for the second half of the fantasy football season, who do we think is a league winner? We're all going to pick a player, and we're all going to explain why we like them going forward, why we think they're a league winner. Balo, how about you start us off? Um, I wasn't really expecting this. Um, my league winner, and I have him on a team, I believe Amon Ross St. Brown is going to light up the second half of this year and do exactly what he did at the end of 2021. Um, the guy's a target machine. I think he's had two games. To, he's only he's missed two games mid-game, and the, the games that he's played fully, I think he's only had one game where it hasn't been double-digit targets. He just hasn't found the end zone this year. Um, take me back to week two when he drops 40. You're going to see a lot more of that coming up, I believe. I hope you're right. If I, I got to choose one, I Jack's going to love this. I'm going to say D-Hop. I mean, I think when Hollywood Brown comes back in, I think it's going to be two or three weeks, his target share is obviously going to drop a little, but his first two games back, he looks like he hasn't lost a step. I mean, he had, I think it was like 10 receptions uh, last week and then another like seven this week. He's He looks like he hasn't lost a step at all. And anyone who drafted him, that's – uh, he should be a wide receiver too, but you know you're taking him in seventh round because he's suspended, so he could easily be inserted anywhere into your lineup. Yeah, I like that, but I think I think Travis Etienne is going to be an X factor for a lot of teams. Once they traded Robinson, I think he's got 20 plus carries in each of the last three games, going over 25 points in each of those three games. The Jags, shockingly, Doug Peterson is finally committed to the run. And they are feeding him more than 95% of the backs in the league. And he looks explosive. I think I think ETN ends as a top five back. Yeah, I have a similar pick. I think Kenny Walker is going to be that guy for a lot of people. Uh, Penny went down. He saw his numbers increase. And he's putting up numbers, man, in that high-powered offense. Uh, and then a hot take, like a little sleeper pick, Jerry Judy. Watch. That Broncos offense is I, – I hate watching them. They're it doesn't matter. Soft. You've seen they Judy suck. play the last couple of weeks. You've seen his target share go up. He has completely taken over Corlin Sutton's role. That's a sleeper, in my opinion. That caused some controversy. All right, so for the next segment, we've all had hot takes throughout like eight months, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know if we all remember ours at some point, one of them, but – Let's all just think about one of our hot takes and let's see how it translates to now. So, Freeman, what was what was one of your hot takes? The one that sticks out to me the most is that Tony Pollard is going to finish better than Zeke. And it's looking great. I mean, Zeke is he's, – he's so bad. He's just horrible. He's Like, there's no other way to put it. Pollard, you saw what he did when Zeke was out. He's like 13 carries for like 130 yards. Like, he could be an RB1. So, I mean, that looks pretty good on my end. My uh, my memory on my hot takes is like two is after that one hit. But 
I do remember saying early in the year that before the year started that Jalen Hurts would finish as the number one fantasy quarterback. And I think he's at two right now, just behind Allen. Um, and he's right there in the MVP combo. So that was probably my best hot take. So that's probably why I remembered it, but it's looking good right now. Yeah. My hot take was the giants making the playoffs and it's kind of looking good. I kind of set it out of my ass uh, in March or February, but seems to be looking good for the New York Giants. I definitely, I remember 100%. I thought you were crazy for saying that. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit I was wrong there. I'll say that. I'm pretty sure I like tagged along with that hot take with you. I had a, I had some Giants hot take saying yeah. that they we're going to potentially win the NFC East. And I definitely bashed the Eagles a lot in this preseason. And I was fully wrong on that. Um, and who would have thought the NFC East is the big, biggest dominant conference in football this year? <laughs> crazy, it's crazy, insane. crazy. It's insane. All right, so let's switch course a little bit from football. College basketball started tonight, and it's exciting in all conferences, but we're all Big Ten guys. What do we like about the Big Ten? Who do we like coming out of the Big Ten? We got Seth's opinion last week. He loved Indiana. Do we agree with that, or do we think differently? Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams, like Seth said, that have arguments to win the Big Ten this year. It's pretty even. Um, I think Michigan's a team that has a lot to play for this year. Hunter Dickinson coming back for his third year. I think he's going to be a guy that you could even talk about for player of the year. Um, then you look at teams like Illinois, Wisconsin. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the Terps are in that conversation this year. Purdue will be good again. Um, but I think Michigan, I, I think they're the most complete team top to bottom this year. Um, and they'd be my pick to win the Big Ten. Yeah, I was just, just gonna, oh, you go ahead. Got it. I was just gonna say Michigan as well. Dickinson is a monster. I think he's the most dominant big man in that conference by far. Probably, probably even the best player in that conference. And they got shooters around him. Um, I like Jawan Howard. I think Michigan's definitely my pick. I mean, I'm I'm with you guys on that. I think the Big Ten's kind of a bit weaker this year compared to some of the other conferences. I think they only have, I think it's three ranked teams to start off the season. Um, I know they're coming off. It was an eight bid tournament for them, I think, or 10, eight or 10, but an insane amount of bids. And I think that, yeah, the experience with Hunter Dickinson and just having those, you know, older guys will definitely help them get there. Yeah, they're really good, but Indiana probably has the best player in the big 10, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, they got a lot of guys returning, and I just think they had the most talent to get it done. But do not sleep on Maryland. Do not sleep on Jameer Young. Do not sleep on Dante Scott. Do not sleep on us. Right, Baylor? I'm not sleeping on Maryland. I'm in a legitimate coma with <laughs> tubes tubes connected to me in the hospital. There's a better chance of Towson making an elite eight run than Maryland going anywhere. We may have to cut that out. But. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Towson, nice today and they covered their spread. We will see. Nice start for Kevin Willard, Kevin Willard and the boys. Yep. All right. So, fan submitted questions, our favorite segment of the pod. The first one is for Balo, asked by Brian Carney. Balo, what are your thoughts on the World Series? Were the Phillies a fraud? 
I don't think they're frauds. I think you just look top to bottom at that Astros team and they're just, they literally had no weaknesses in any area. Um, having Verlander and Framber Valdez as your two aces, those are probably two of the best pitchers in the entire league. Then you look at the hitting and it's just top to bottom. You don't have a weakness. Um, Pena kind of came out of nowhere, this, these playoffs, and he kind of gave them an extra spark to get things done. Um I don't think the Phillies were necessarily overrated. I was surprised with how uh, Nola pitched in the two games that he pitched in the World Series. He got lit up pretty good on both games. Um, I was very surprised in game, game six when they pulled Zach Wheeler. I think everyone was. He was pitching very well. Um, I think he had thrown about like 65 pitches. And as soon as he got taken out of the game, things went south for Philly. And that was the end of the Phillies. Nice answer. All right. Next question was for Slot. He couldn't make it tonight. It's from Jack Weissman. Slot, I never got a lock last week. What's one for this weekend? Someone want to fill in for Matt and give him a lock? Well, I know what his lock for last weekend would have been, and I it did not end up hitting. They outright they lost. It would have been the Packers. Yeah, Slot also had Bama money line in about every parlay. He had a tough weekend, I I believe. If you look at anything that's minus 600 or more, Zlotnick, he probably has it in a 17 parlay or a 17 teaser with the sun to rise also in there. But yeah, all his bets were missing this week. So it's good that he did not answer that question. Can I actually give, give Weissman an answer here? Yeah, give him an answer. Yeah, I'm curious too. So this was going to be my hot take. Are we doing a hot take segment? Yeah, we were gonna gonna do it after this. But you can say it now. Yes, okay, okay. I'll save it then. Okay. It's coming, Weisman. Gotcha, Weisman. If you're listening, just wait patiently. Next question is for Jack. It's asked by Chris Magarelli. Jack, do the Eagles have any weaknesses, or are they just winning because of their easy ass schedule? I'm glad he mentioned the easy ass schedule because um, there's actually a stat that the Philadelphia Eagles have beaten the most teams with a 500 rec- 500 record or more. Um, they have beaten the second and third best records in the NFC, the Vikings and the Cowboys. So if that's an easy schedule, I'm not sure who he would like us to play. But if you're watching this Eagles team, you cannot pick out a single weakness. I mean, they can run the ball. We've got the best O-line in football. Jalen might win MVP. Our weapons might be the best in the league right now. We have a top three defense. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. The, the team is a super team. It's There's two different leagues. It's the Eagles and then the rest of the 31 teams battling it out to see who plays them in the Super Bowl. I think they could just schedule the Bills and the Chiefs every other game for the Eagles next year. That's a possibility. That That's what they're going to need to do to get Twitter to silence. It's a great answer. All right, last question. Charles Dabba is for Balo. Does the NFC still run through the Bucks and Packers? Yeah, unfortunately, it does not. Um, however, I will turn it back to my boy Brady, who had a nice 45-second drive with no timeouts to win that football game. I definitely believe they are still in the mix, and I definitely believe there's a very good chance they could still come out of the NFC. Um, if there's anyone not to doubt 
in that league, it's Tom Brady. Um, and I'm just not counting him out yet. I, I, I Every year, people count him out, and look what happens. History just continues to repeat himself. Um, they've got some time to figure it out, and I hope that that game last or yesterday was the spark that they needed to get things going. Yeah, Baylo, I have a uh, good stat for you. So Brady and the Buccaneers are one and O while he's divorced. There we go. They're they just have to make it official. Looking good. All right. Thank you, Baylo. And let's end it off with our hot takes. Who wants to go first? I'll jump in and go first just because I want to respond to Weissman's question. So my hot take is going to be for this coming up Saturday in college football. The Arkansas Razorbacks are going to beat the LSU Tigers at home after an emotional win from LSU over Alabama. And I believe this for a few reasons. One, I believe KJ Jefferson is a stud and I think he's going to put LSU on the map at home. They're going to come and come inspired. They actually just lost at home to Liberty last week. And that means it's even more hot because if they're losing to a team like Liberty, why would they beat LSU? That's just what I think. I definitely think LSU is going to be a little over their head with that Bama win. They're not going to take Arkansas so seriously. And I think I think KJ and the boys are going to get it done. I'm going to take the Razorbacks money line against LSU this weekend. Weissman's licking his chops. Jack? Weissman had to wait a long time for that lock, but he now has it. My, I have two hot takes, actually. Um my first hot take is something that I'm actually not rooting for, but I think the Philadelphia Eagles will have the first perfect season since the uh, that Dolphins team back in the day. You look at that remaining schedule, the only games that bounce up, jump out at you are we do play the Giants twice, which I'm not a believer in the Giants yet. Game in Dallas will be a little tricky, and we play – in Tennessee, but this Eagles team has just looked far dominant from the rest of the league. I actually think that the Eagles get it done and go 17-0. Granted, the last week resting starters, that could get interesting. Um, my other hot take, I've crunched the numbers on Tom Brady's next spouse. Plus 2,500, Jennifer Aniston, Tom Brady's next wife. Book it. Love it. Freeman? I don't know if you consider this a hot take, but I'm switching it up. I'm saying that the Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants take the three spots from that we all thought originally the NFC West was going to have with the well, two of them, I guess. But I think that all three of those teams end up making the playoffs. You think the commanders sneak in there also? You kidding me? Good. Yeah. First first time ever. Four teams make the playoffs. Kidding me, bro. No way. All right. My hot take is that the Bills will lose in the first round. And that's hot. But well, there's a lot of talk about Josh Allen's elbow right now. Yeah, I know. Hopefully there are good things because I'm a big supporter of Josh Allen. It's hard not to root for the guy. Yeah, you also have fantasy, but yeah. I think John surgery might be on the table. You have my fantasy, and the Bills my preseason pick to win it all. So, yep. All right. That was a great episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.